This is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Chris provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. All right, welcome everybody to the November 3rd, 2022 podcast. I'm Tony Marlette Jr. with my co-host, Tony Shore over at Grady, and I'm taking over for Chris today. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Tony. Um, we're going to yeah. confuse our uh, we're going to confuse our <laughs> listeners today. I know it. We really are with two Tonys, and I always say you can't have too many Tonys. But um, yeah, Tony uh, Marlette Jr. and Tony Shore today. But uh, we're here because Chris is not. Uh, he is actually taking a, a well deserved, I should say, vacation. Yes, he um, is. although we still envy and loathe him for it. We right? do. We do. <laughs> I think that's important do. to important to note. So, yes. uh, yeah. Well, I hope he's having fun in uh, Florida or wherever he went. And um, you know, it's funny he probably went down there to get away from the you know the chilly fall air, but it's been beautiful out. So that's ironic. Yeah, it really yeah. has. Uh, the other night we were sitting out, my wife and I, for Halloween. We usually have a bonfire, and we put we did the fire this year and it, and we were hot. It was a little hot out. Yeah. With the fire. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. We, we do that too. We had a bonfire and we really didn't need one. We weren't even sitting around it because right. it's like, wow. Yeah. We don't need, we don't need the heat tonight, which is rare for Halloween uh, in, you know, in this area. So, sure. well, Tony, there's so much going on right now. Uh, it's crazy. Obviously we all know, and we've talked about it on past shows, uh, the markets this year are crazy. And now we have the midterm elections. So and they uh, the elections can affect the markets as well. And I think they probably are the speculation. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, as well as anybody, uh, really, it's fear and greed that, that uh, rules the markets. It's all perception. Uh, there are there is some some factual uh, data built into the markets, but at the same time, a lot of it's driven, uh, like you said, by perception. So, yeah, uh, we do have one more thing to throw in uh, the wrench. One more wrench to throw into 2022. Uh, we've had inflation. We've had interest. We've had geopolitical. Uh, now we have midterm elections on top of everything else. <laughs> yeah, well, we've had a, a down year in the markets, a down year with bonds, a down year with uh, gold and precious metals, which to have a down year significantly down in all three is rare and unheard of. And uh, the inflation, as you mentioned, is crazy. I think, Unbelievable. It, you know, yeah. it was over 9% at one point this year. And um, on top of it, the Fed raised the interest rates again this is past week. So, yes. So another point, uh, 75%, which is going to slow the economy down probably even more and push us further into the uh, recession that we're currently in. Uh, and on top of it, though, you like all that, which we've talked about and been talking about all year, but now the midterms come up. So it'll be interesting to see what that does. 
Yeah. And I mean, the interesting thing I, I find about everything that you just mentioned, you know, everybody remembers 2008. If you just say the year yep. 2008, people are automatically going to think of the global financial crisis. Yep. In 2008, you could have shifted your money, your investments, if you timed it right, from stocks into bonds and still not lost. That's not the case in 2022, which I find fascinating because you don't think of us right now being where we were in 2008, but 2008 bonds were positive. Yeah. And right now, 2022 bonds are down 14, 15%, almost as much as, as the market and the market right. came back in October. Yeah. Yeah. It came back a little bit. So uh, it's down overall for the year still quite a bit, but I can't believe bonds are down almost as much as stocks. And uh, that rarely happens. I mean, there's that old 60-40 rule. If you have 60% of your uh, savings in for retirement or savings in um, stocks, you want to have 40% in bonds because if the stocks go low, the bonds usually do better. Well, this year, everything's down, even, right. go, even gold. So that's a great uh, point. It's a, it's a crazy year. Uh, you know, it's the inverted yield curve. The whole works were getting thrown at us this year. You're right. And throughout all this, uh, earnings have been strong. You know, 71% of companies in the S&P beat their earnings. And, and yeah. that's, that's even, you know, you look at that, like, what if that was not happening? How much worse would oh, things be? Yeah. Because really that should be and has been the primary indicator of stock value is really, it comes down to how well is the company doing, right? right? Absolutely. So, uh, but the stock looks forward. The stock market looks ahead. It doesn't really look back. And so what we're seeing is based on what it, it thinks is going to happen next week, right? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. and, and to your point about interest rates, I do think some of the good market um, fortune, if you want to call it that, that we had in October was already taking into consideration a Fed uh, interest rate increase that we saw uh, this week, like you mentioned. But yeah, yeah, we saw we knew that one was coming. I mean, right. that luckily that wasn't a surprise to the market. We still did see a drop the day it was announced in the of markets course. again, but uh, you know it wasn't tragic. So uh, it is interesting though if they keep. I, I wonder how much more they're going to raise the interest rates. I mean. Well, their verbiage yesterday um, or this week had had a lot it had signaled that some of this might be easing. Uh, they they may be easing their their stance a little bit, but you know that remains to be seen. They also you know they use the infamous now infamous word transitory uh, at the beginning of this year, which yeah uh, they did did not age well, but. Um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> about the second week after they about two weeks after they said it, we knew it was a lie. Yeah. Yep. Or so who knows? Fault. I mean, yeah. that what we're, what we're, I think if we have, we might have one more rate increase in 2023. I think if we go well into 2023 and we're still doing rate increases, that's probably going to be a shock to the markets. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, speaking of the markets, I mean, we're still down for the year quite a bit, right? Yes. Even yep. though we saw an, an uptick in October, we're now in November and the markets are still volatile up and down. And as of the recording of our show, the elections haven't happened, but um, uh, right. they will in a couple of days uh, from yeah. when we first post this. So 
interesting, right? I mean, wh- what do you foresee happening? The the results of the election could very well affect the market one way or the other. I, I think we'll see an uptick or a drop. I don't, I, and I think it'll be significant one way or the other, right? No, I think I think you're right. Um, you know, just uh, as as kind of a refresher, you know, we have the midterm elections coming up, and basically. It, what's up for grabs and i'm i'm not a historian or a, a civics professor certainly but um or, or a government professor but you have this advantage now in in the house where it's 220 to 212 for democrats and you have a tie in the senate with the vice president being the tiebreaker for the democrats so essentially every seat in the house is up for grabs and then 35 senate seats so the goal here, obviously, the Democrats want to hold on to their majority, and obviously the Republicans want to want to take that over. Yeah. Um, projections have the Republicans taking over at least in the House. Yeah. And the Senate is. Uh, I mean, it depends what day you look at polls and 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 who you're listening to. I've heard when you hear things like. Uh, it's, you know, this way it's leaning one vote towards the Democrats one day, one vote towards the Republicans the next day. Yeah, it's you, crazy, isn't it? It is. It is. So you can yeah. surmise from that that the Senate is going to be very close. I think yeah. it's almost a foregone conclusion that the Republicans will take the House. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say so. And um, and uh, maybe the markets will respond well to that. I, I think typically they respond so, better to the. Yeah. To the Repub- more conservative uh, party. I think that what they will like is if there's gridlock. Obviously, the markets like gridlock. Right, Tony? Absolutely. Ironic. They don't like change. So if if Absolutely. if if, uh, if the you know, they like the, the weird thing is this. I don't like it, but the, the stock market loves the do nothing Congress right. when there's total gridlock. So if if the election turns out where we're going to have a lot of gridlock uh, again, where it's really close to being even, then, you know, I think the markets will be uh, more stable in that scenario. Whereas if there's a, a red wave, per se, maybe the markets might not like that because then uh, th- there will be change and it doesn't like change. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. And to your point earlier about um not having a huge swing based on the midterms. Uh, typically in a midterm election year, in the weeks leading up to it, we do see a small increase in the markets, usually averages uh, less than 5%, but yep. uh, no less uh, an increase. So this year obviously is a little different, like we mentioned. Yeah. Uh, there's, you know, let's just say if the hope was that the Democrats retain their majority or the thought anyway, the projection was that they retain their majority. Many people in a market cycle would say, well, that's great because uh, like you said, no change. And then second of all, uh, increase potential for increased spending. Now, even if that were to happen this year, if the Democrats were to say maintain their majority, uh, we've already spent ourselves into oblivion. And that's really uh, both sides. You know, we had, uh, the Trump presidency, we spent a lot on COVID relief. The Biden presidency, they came in, they spent a lot on on COVID relief and 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 other things too. So, um, with a divided government being the most likely outcome, um, it, that's probably you know going to be the best thing for the market. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's true. And we've seen so much market volatility this year. Uh, I know it's hard for our listeners to know what to do. Should I leave everything be or should I rearrange or should I pull some money out? Um, I think a lot of people in 2008 made the mistake of they panicked and pulled a lot of money out and then they missed uh, all the gains on the upswing when it came back because it came back relatively quickly. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, I've always, I've been an advisor and I've been in this business for through four presidential administrations, two on each side. And it's always, you always run into somebody who says, you know what? I'm getting my money out of the market until blank is out of office. And if you do that, you're losing. You yeah. flat out, it doesn't matter. So yeah, I the markets don't. Too. Yeah, the markets don't care who's in. Uh, no, the, who the president is, especially right. if you're basing it on a presidential election. It's kind of it's kind of crazy because the markets have been around a lot longer than any one president. No, that's correct. And I, I, you need no further proof. I mean, if you think of Obama and Trump, people feel passionately on on both sides about yep. both those guys. Each of those guys averaged, and they did it differently, but they averaged 16% rate of return on the market. And, yep. and that's all you need to know right there. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, you can't let politics sway your investment decisions is what Absolutely. you're saying. Absolutely. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that said, the midterms are a major election, and they can bump the market one way or the other. Uh, but the key is, uh, and you guys have said this, Tony, you've said this, and, and Chris always says this, the key is, is what is your time horizon? What you do when the markets are this volatile is based on when you need the money or when, you, when you're going to have to pull it out. If you have another 10 years before you need any money in the market, it's probably maybe best to just leave it be, right? Absolutely. Um you know, it's divided government as it is. You're averaging about 8% rate of return uh, in the market and GDP averages about 2.7%. So uh, to your point earlier about markets liking Republicans uh, in the, in the uh, Congress, uh, the majority better, you're correct. I was a little surprised uh, when Democrat presidents have uh, had better markets than Republican yep. presidents. Yep. Yep. The, the history shows that the when Democratic presidents have been in, the markets have been better overall over since, you know, uh, if they look at all the different presidents. So overall, it's up uh, during Democratic administrations. Uh, Congress is different. So right. that's yeah, yeah, that's that's different. So really two separate things. So uh, the executive branch is one thing and the legislative branch is another and uh, you have to keep that in mind as well. But I mean, midterms are crazy. I, it, Tony, if I get if I see one more political ad, <laughs> I get I literally probably got a hundred emails. I don't know how I got on these lists, and both from both Democrats and Republicans too. Mm-hmm. Not just from the party I voted last year, but from right. both parties. Yeah, um, and. And I'm getting, I'm starting to get texts and I, that really, I never got texts before, but I'm getting political texts, yeah. political emails, and I can't watch a show or stream something on the yeah. internet without seeing political ads are on the internet and they're on my television. So 
how do I escape it, Tony? What do I? Uh, you got me on that one. I'm getting the text too. Uh, I mean, you escape it on November 9th when there's no more. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I had a teacher back in. Actually, the day. they run. Actually, if you notice, the ads will run like on radio and stuff because they have to. They have they they're contracted. Uh, so you a lot of times you hear political ads the day after or a couple of days. Oh, because they paid for them already, so they might yeah. as well run them. And, and and like text messages, you can still get them within a couple of days after the election. A few days, they they go past the election, which yeah. I can't wait until these midterms are over. Right, right. I had a teacher, uh, might have been a government or a civics teacher in high school, tell us. And I always thought this was interesting. Why don't politicians run ads for themselves when it's not an election year? Why don't they run ads if they really wanted everybody to know and they really were uh, operating in everybody's best interest? Why wouldn't they tell people, you know, during a football game? Hey, I just game, accomplished this. Yeah. 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 A big ad going, <laughs> hey, you're state. I'm I'm proud as your state senator. Right. Here's my list of accomplishments. I wanted yep. to let you all know that we're working hard for you. Yep. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You never see that. No, they don't no, spend a dime on that. It's all hinged around getting elected. But you'd think the long term play would be good. But uh, yeah, I guess not. You're right. That's a good point. Your teacher had. Yeah, uh, I, I always uh, I was always interested in that, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Politics fascinate me uh, and they can. But they can be so frustrating, especially as of late. Yeah. With the with the partisanship and just uh, crazies yeah. on both sides, I just I would like to, I would like to see uh, you know them get back to serving the people and you know shoring up our country. No pun intended. Yeah, shoring it up. Yep. Yeah. So uh, and market volatility, but there are options out there. You don't have to have all your money at risk in the market, right? Well, no, that's right. And I, and again, back to uh, you know people who you know, anchor their political views to how they, they invest their money. You shouldn't first of all, like we said, you should never do that. But then you don't have, if the volatility scares you and the volatility worries you, you should get out of the market. I, I know nobody likes it. Nobody likes to see red, but if it it's worries you, we need to take some of it out of the picture. And the, here's the kicker. We don't want you getting back in when the market goes up. We talk about it all the time, you know, time in the market, not timing. If you miss those top days, five days out of the top five days out of a five year span or a 10 year span, your returns get cut in half. That's all it takes. That's so crazy. It, it really is. It's uh, and, and that graphic has that, that chart has stood up. It stood the test of time because it's still accurate today. If you miss the top days, uh, your returns get cut. But the point is, you want to manage your strategy based on your goals, your time frame, and your circumstances. Yeah, you know, crafting a plan with uh, taking social security into effect, taking any pension, spousal assets, uh, expenses, lifestyle, retirement goals—all that definitely takes priority over what's going on in the market now or what's going on in DC. Because to your point. The politicians in D.C. don't care whether your money's invested or not. You're not affecting them negatively. You know, if Chris were here, he would he would say, how do these people get so rich? And and it's it's right. It's a valid question. Yeah. 
<laughs> it is. It is. Uh, how, how are uh, no no major politician like senator or whatever ever retires? You know, upper middle class. They're all filthy rich. Correct. It's like, hmm, how did that happen? So um, that said, I think you really hit on something there. The key is have a plan, and everybody's situation is different. I mean, we're talking in generalities today about investing. Uh, but I know that you and Chris really pride yourselves on doing what's in your client's personal best interest. So what you do with your money, how much you have in stocks, how much you have in bonds, how much you have and what type of insurance you have and insurance products and healthcare and social security maximization. You look at the big picture, go through each thing and really customize it to the individual, right? And that's what our listeners need to understand is that they need to find a trusted financial professional, a financial advisor to help them do that, right? Absolutely. And we, we, you know, we cut out some of the noise that way. To me, if you're working with a professional, everybody's going to be concerned. Everybody's got ideologies. Everybody's got their beliefs. I'm not saying you're not going to be concerned about what's going on in our country. It, my point is, if you're working with somebody, we cut through the noise so you don't have to worry about how is this specific thing affecting my portfolio. We, we, I tell people, we help save you from yourself sometimes. Right. If you don't like something that's going on and you're managing your own money, it's a it's an emotional reaction. People are not robots. People have feelings. Everybody's got emotions. You might go in and uh, get yourself out of a certain investment or a certain index or get yourself back into something. We're there to coach you to say, hey, this is our strategy. We're sticking to it. And this is why we're allocating you in this way. Yeah, there you go. Well, I think that's great, Tony. And this has been a great show talking about what's going on out there with the markets and what may or may not happen with the midterms. But before we go, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and Chris to set up that no charge, no obligation consultation, get a plan in place and get some reports run to see where they're at. Yeah, perfect. Uh, you can, of course, give us a call 440-886-3550 or Visit us online, schedule an appointment online at brooksidetax.com. If you reference this podcast or any one of our videos, your consultation will be at no cost, as will uh, a copy of any one of our books on retirement planning and estate planning as well. Yeah. Well, that's great. And again, that number is 440-886-3550. And Tony, great show today. I mean, Chris, we did fine, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, who needs them? Come on. I, didn't, I wasn't going to, I thought it, I almost said it, but I'm glad you said it. Uh, yeah, come on. Uh, yeah. No, we love, I'll tell you what, if taxes had come up, we we would have missed him today, right? Oh yeah, that's why yeah, I kind of, yeah. Estate planning and taxes, he's probably the smartest person I've ever met on those two topics. I'm he's serious. A, he, no, I'm, you're right. He is an I absolute mean, whiz when it comes to that oh, stuff. And I mean, that's I just, part of, yeah. you know, not to turn this into a big advertisement here, but that's part of, you know, what differentiates us from other financial firms too. I mean, is straight up, it's Chris. It's the, the, the whole, the holistic approach, uh, taking everything into consideration with an estate plan and tax prep to go along with everything else. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's so key. Well, uh, listeners, uh, Tony, first of all, thanks. Great show. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of the road to retirement with our host today, Tony Marlette Jr. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Tony. Talk to you. 
Thank you for listening to Road to Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Call 440-886-3550 or visit them online at brooksidetax.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC, an affiliated company. Chris Anselmo and Brookside Tax Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.